0: so good morning H- how are you
1: i'm all right sick have like a big fever but i'm all right gotta do podcast let's go <laughs> oh, oh,
0: oh, okay that threw me off i didn't expect you to say that but all right fine <laughs> had a bad day uh, go ahead <laughs> i mean you couldn't have had such a bad day i mean like what like, what are you going to work and, you like, your coworkers are fighting and, like, one of your coworkers is, like, a total dick. Like, people hate you because, like, you're there and you don't want to work with other people. Like, what, like, what, like, what? how bad is, like, how bad is it? Like, or did your, like, did one of your bosses just, like, yell at you and tell you, hey, listen, like, you better pick yourself up by your bootstraps and get your shit together because, like, you know, shit is going down. Like, fuck, like, like, it's not that bad, right? not that bad like your boss isn't like threatening email like the other bosses and tell them hey listen don't fucking talk to this guy because this guy's my guy like none of that is happening right none of that is happening right no definitely not oh jesus like uh, wow i I thought every workplace was like that wow maybe i'm wrong wow maybe i'm wrong
1: (laughs) only certain places
0: Only certain places, wow, did like, wow, wow. Well, let's get into one of those certain places, Um, AEW. Okay. Wow, Like So coming off the heels of what I said last week, which everybody literally just kept telling me, it's a work bro, it's a work bro. They decided, hey, let's have a family meeting everybody's going to sit down and come to Jesus. And they're like, <laughs> okay, well, know everybody's having this meeting. The meeting's going kind of well. People started saying shit, and then like it just started to go off the rails a little bit, but like, we'll, we'll just explain, because it's like, all right, we're, we're doing this talent meeting. Hey, guys, listen, everything ain't uh, as crazy as it is. What about that CM Punk situation? Shut the fuck up. Okay? Well, I'm just shutting the fuck up. All right, yeah, but everything is fine. Like this place is not—it's not as bad as everything. Like, if anything, you come talk to me or talk to one or the other motherfuckers. You know what? Like, talk to Pat Buck. You talk to him. Go talk to him, cause he's in charge also. And um, you talk to Tony Schiavone. What about you? My door is always open, pal. It's always open, pal. Um, you could talk to Matt and Nick Jackson or Kenny Omega. Matt, what do you have to say? Oh, everything's fine. Okay, cool. Tony, what do you have to say? I used to work at WCW. That's why I have street cred. Oh, cool. Kenny, what do you have to say? Pick yourself up by your bootstraps and get your shit together. What? Yeah, you get your shit together. Excuse me? Yeah, no, no, no. No, stop being assholes and get your shit together. Like, well, excuse me. Like, you're you're the boss. You're supposed to be, like, encouraging us. No, this is encouraging you to light a fire under your ass or, like, get your shit together. Oh. oh, Okay. All right. Well, is this meeting done? Yeah, this meeting is done. I've never heard somebody come out of a meeting where Kenny Omega said some shit and they're like, Doug, that was supposed to inspire me? Now I'm more pissed off than I was walking into this meeting. And I wasn't pissed off. And I'm like, holy shit, like, what the fuck? Like, how do you say something to try to encourage people and then piss people off? And, like, I'm going to get into another Kitty Omega pissing people off story later on, but it's like, what the fuck? Like, that's that's literally the meeting that they had. And then Tony Khan, on top of that, says, yo, I'm going to email Nick Khan, Stephanie McMahon, and somebody else and tell them, don't tamper with my talent. And Jericho goes, yeah, they, they tried to hit me up. Yeah. So yeah, you tell them to stop fucking with your people. And it's like, okay, all right, well, okay. That that was the meeting. That was the meeting. And like, this isn't all verbatim, but this is the gist of everything that I've heard from the meeting. And it's like, wow, like, that was the meeting. That's okay. <laughs> and like, like I said, last week, we said that it was some turmoil going around backstage at AEW and everybody's like, No, it's work, bro. It's a work, bro. It's a work. Okay, well, tell me what part of the work is this Sammy Guevara Eddie Kingston thing. Tell me what part of that. Like what what like what part is that? Huh? Oh, That's you not can't. A work. <laughs> That's not a work. And like, I'm gonna go through like all of the facts I know about the story and get you right to the the whole story because this is This is what happened. This is what happened. I'm going to break it down from my side of what I know and everything that happened that's out there on the internet already. So, Eddie Kingston and Sammy Guevara, a few weeks ago, had a scuffle, a little scuffle backstage at AEW. Now, so according to Eddie, Sammy Guevara said something in a promo that Eddie Kingston didn't like. And because he said that, Eddie Kingston ran up on him and was like, yo, I told you not to say that shit. Stop talking shit. Sammy said something in response. Eddie smacked him. And it was like, oh, OK, wow. That was, wow, that's crazy. Like, that's insane. Like, that's, that's what Eddie said. So that's Eddie's side of the story. Sammy goes, hey, listen. When I'm working with somebody and they don't want me to say something, I won't say it. Eddie never told me never to say anything about him being fat. If he would have told me, I would have definitely not said that. I'm just trying to be the guy on the Internet because you know how people on the Internet keep saying he's fat. Like they say that I'm small, but they say that he's fat. So I just wanted to like have a person so he can beat their ass because, you know, when people on the internet say that you're fat, you want to kick their ass, but you can't find them. So I was going to be that person. I was going to be that stand-in for them, and that's why we're trying to say that. And then after that, we did the promo and they wound up cutting the promo, but then I walked backstage and Eddie Kingston gets my face. I'm like, yo, bro, chill. And then Eddie just like pie-faced me. And then they had to separate us. This is what Sammy Guevara said on his side of the story. And so... All of this led to Eddie Kingston getting sent to anger management because according to Sammy, this isn't the first time Eddie's done something like this because Eddie is kind of out of control. Like, I'm glad that he's getting help and going to anger management. It's like, okay, wow. So, like, you know, it's always two sides of the story in then it's the truth. Yes. And My side, your and side the truth. Yes. So here's, like, here's what... I'm going to preface this and say exactly kind of what happened. Okay. Sammy being Sammy going, oh, I know how to fuck with somebody. I'm going to throw this into a promo. And he said it and it pissed Eddie off because Eddie's Eddie and Eddie doesn't like when people fuck with him. Like Sammy not telling Eddie that he was going to say something like that and like stepping over the line that he didn't know he stepped over yeah that pissed eddie off so eddie went after him like it's just like a normal fucking thing eddie kingston is not to be fucked with like when it comes to certain situations like he said don't mention my ex-wife don't don't mention my appearance don't say certain shit about me and that's perfectly fine like i understand when somebody's like yo don't say this about me and like you can say whatever i don't care so Sammy stepping over the line and saying something. That was a thing. And Eddie, also in Eddie's thing, Eddie said, I wanted to work with Sammy because nobody else wanted to work with Sammy. After the shit that happened with Ego Page and fucking Jay Lethal, nobody wanted to work with him. And Scorpio Sky. Like, nobody wanted to fucking work with Sammy after that shit. So he was like, I just stepped up and said, you know what, fuck it, I want to work with him. And then they get into this situation. And it's like, okay. It's like, it's like, it's a little fucked up. I can actually see where Eddie's coming from, like, yo, you shouldn't have said what you said, and that's why he smacked Sammy in the mouth, even though Sammy's saying, oh, all he did was just pie faith me. And, like, the reason, like, I can also see Sammy being just, like, a total dick and just going, fuck it, I'm just gonna say whatever I want. So, that's a real story. That happened. And like people are like, oh, it's a work. It's being blown out of proportion. Yeah, it's so much of a work that they scrapped the match because those two can't be in the same ring together. So they scrapped the yeah. promo.
1: So like, in the promo, originally, if I'm not mistaken, Eddie challenged um, Sammy. In the second yeah. promo, Sammy, he was supposed to accept the challenge, which they scrapped the promo, so obviously they scrapped the match.
0: No, th- that's the thing. They weren't gonna scrap the match, but after everything got so heated, they were like, No, we have to scrap the match. Yeah. And also, Eddie was suspended. So yeah. it's like yeah, it's dude. fucking like it's fucking crazy. And that that also brings up another thing. When punk called out hangman page, hangman wasn't there, punk called out Eddie. Eddie was suspended. So once again, pointing right back up to the same place. Punk, punk was being punk and being, being a dickbag, and this is what happened. See, like people are like, oh, this is just a work. This stuff isn't work. He's just setting up this. It's setting up that. It's not. No, it's not. We're gonna get into some more stuff that happened, but like we might as well get into the show because, like, what the fuck, man? Like, there's so much shit going down. People are asshole. Go ahead. <laughs> so the show opens up with Le Crapion, Chris Jericho. And it was a very funny sign in the crowd while Jericho and Daniel Garcia is doing a promo. And there's a very funny sign about where Jericho's wife was on a day. And they, they wanted to know where she was on a day. It was really funny. Really funny. If you don't know, she was, she was storming the castle. So that's the thing. So that's the thing. So Jericho's like, yo, Daniel, What's up? What's up, man? Come on! Like you're gonna be with me or what? Like what's up? And Daniel Garcia is like, dude, I love you. You're my mentor, but I, I, I don't, I, I, don't know right now. Like Brian Danielson's my idol, and I, I, I don't know. I don't know, pal. And Jericho's like, are you with me or not? And Garcia wouldn't answer until Brian Danielson showed up. So Brian's out there, and he's, like, egging on Garcia. And Jericho grabs Garcia's hand, like, yo, you're coming with me. Garcia just, in reaction, pushes Jericho on the floor. And Jericho's like, what the fuck? And Garcia just walks out. So Brian Brian and Jericho go at it on the mic, and Brian says he's a better wrestler than him. He's the best wrestler in the world. He said, Stu Hart would tell you. Owen Hart would tell you. Everybody would tell you. Jericho's like, I've known you for about fifteen years. I didn't know you were the best wrestler in the world. And Brian's like, fuck it. Why don't I show you? All right, it all out. So yeah, like I said before, the match was happening at All Out. Mm-hmm. And Brian got attacked by Jake Hager with I fucking I don't fucking understand why Jake Hager is here. I don't understand. <laughs> it is so it's so fucking ridiculous. Like why is he, Jake Hager even? He's harder he Jericho's muscle. He sucks. <laughs> but it's just so stupid. It's so stupid. Yeah. I, I didn't like. I didn't like the attack. Like the promo was alright, but only from Brian's side. Everything else was like, eh. like this whole Daniel Garcia thing. Like a normal thing would be Daniel Garcia pretends to be with Brian, winds up turning on him and going with the Jericho jerk off society. A thing that I think is going to happen is he's just going to go with the BBC.
1: Yeah. Or he'll stay with um, Jericho for a minute and then turn on them. Like, the opposite thing.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, then we get... That's Hardwood versus Jay Foo, And this was a good match. Yes. Don't know... I don't know why it happened, but it was a good match. And Jay Lethal gets the win. And Sanjay Butt goes, yeah, no, we accepted a six-man with you guys. But we never told you who the other two guys are. And we're like, well, what, what the fuck are you talking about? So they added the Motor City Machine Guns to Jay Lethal versus FTR and Warlow. That, was, that
1: that that caught me by surprise. Like, like okay, fucking okay, X Division two thousand seven. <laughs> like, what the fuck?
0: <laughs> like the thing that caught me by surprise is like, I saw that they were wrestling. Uh, indie show, the Motor City Machine Guns versus FTR. I saw that and was like, oh shit! Like that's a thing. Yeah, but it's gonna happen eventually. So I'm like, oh, that's a thing. All right, cool. I didn't expect them to be in. AEW and do this and I like how a bunch of people just like oh my god there's going to be a lot of people in AEW it's going to finally get some eyes on motor shitty machine guns and it's like are you fucking kidding me excuse me yeah it's going to get some eyes on motor shitty machine guns for the people who don't who haven't seen them wow what are you talking about like, like what the fuck <laughs> yeah like somebody said that and I was like what are you talking about and then, like, they pointed out, it was like, well, you know, AEW, like, more people see AEW than, like, like all of the other promotions. And it's like, what are you talking about? Like, the fucking Motor City Machine Guns existed for years, like, probably 20 years at this time. Like, mm-hmm. what do you mean? Like, you've never seen them? Like, no one has ever heard of them? No, like, no, they, they never heard of them. Like, you know, like, new people would see them. Like, Are you dumb? Like they've been on Impact over the last like three months. What are you like? This boggles like this boggles my mind how people just always go, wow, because like they're on AEW, they're finally getting some big screen promotion. It's like what? And like I'm gonna talk more about that later on, but like it's just one of those things that just boggles my mind. It's like, are you are you that dense? Like AEW was literally built off of the back of like the indies. So why do you think like people don't know these people? Like what? The internet is so stupid, dude. It's so
1: fucking I always tough. find that weird. Like we know Alex Shelley and Chris Saben before they were even a fucking team. Like I think we like we found like we were there when the actually started teaming up, right? When the F named or something. Yeah,
0: we were, we were there in the beginning of fucking Impact, like when it was TNA. Yeah. We were there in the very beginning, so we watched the whole evolution of Chris Saban and Alex Shelley becoming the Motor Shitty Machine Guns and becoming the Dangerous Tag. We were there. We watched the whole thing. And that's what bothered me because it's like they weren't just in Impact. They wrestled some in Ring of Honor. They wrestled in New yeah. Japan. They wrestled like everywhere. Like Anywhere you could go, there was a Motor City Machine Gun. And for the I people... Talking-
1: you said they wrestled in New Japan. They're former champions over there, right? Uh- no,
0: no, they're, they're not. Um, Alex Shelley was just with Kashida, but, like, as okay. a team, no.
1: I swear they had the belts. Okay, my, my bad.
0: <laughs> like... They, like they've been all over and it's like how do you not never see them okay. and that's like that's what bothers me it's like how you have you never seen them but it's it's fine whatever <laughs> so then we go to a sad thing Linda Rosa says she has to drop the title and there's going to be the interim women's champion and we can credit Renegade for this because he made this four-way except Hikaru Sita will now be playing the role of Thunder Rosa. So this is this is on you.
1: How did I know you? Like, as soon as we started, you should, once we like, touch on this, you're going to blame me. I, I knew that. I knew that. i seen that coming.
0: <laughs> but I can also blame Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. I okay. can also blame you for this. Because Thunder Rosa does not want to go wrestle Britt Baker. And Britt Baker does not want to wrestle Thunder Rosa because they have legit heat. They don't like each other. And this has been brewing for a while. And they don't like each other, so they don't want to wrestle. That's why they've been trying to keep them apart, even though they literally have just been trying to push them together. So they were trying to keep them apart because of this. So that's the thing. The Jamie Hader thing? Thunder Rosa busted Jamie Hader's nose. And yeah. Jamie Hayter got pissed. This is a... Okay, I'm just quoting a rumor that I heard. I'm not saying this actually happened. This is a rumor I heard, and I'm not going to go any further than like, oh, yeah, this definitely happened. So the rumor is, after the match, Jamie Hayter got so pissed, she went looking for Thunder Rosa, and Thunder Rosa was hiding in the bathroom. And she would not come out. So that's a rumor. Mm so i had already heard we had actually said the same thing on the podcast before that Donda rosa should be more prominent featured she should be more of a star because she's a champion but i also heard that Donda rosa was not happy with her position and she's not happy with stuff going on backstage already so that was a thing so today after Donda rosa like announces she's going to drop the title and all of this Well, not drop the title because she's still interim champion. But Thunder Rosa, like, thanked everybody on Twitter. She thanked everybody on Twitter. That was one tweet. The next tweet was from her agent. Was like, yeah, Thunder Rosa isn't going to be doing anything on Twitter. And you want to talk to her, you have to talk to me. She will not be doing anything. Respect her privacy. Do not reach out to her and leave it at that. And that was a really big red flag, because it's like that doesn't happen very often that you leave your Twitter and then your agent comes in and says, yo, respect this person's privacy, whatever, whatever, leave them fuck alone. You wanna talk? You want to talk to me. That's like, what? That's like, not a good that, job, right? yeah, that's not that's not good. I'm like, okay. So that happened, but yeah, like This women's division situation is very messy. And the original thing was it was going to be Tony Storm beating Thunder Rosa for the title. So
1: I'll be fine with that.
0: Yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen now, but like that was going to be the story. So then we get Colton Gunn versus his dad. And his dad comes out with the acclaim, and Max Caster drops a line about student debt, and it blew up. It blew up huge. I don't mean just like a little bit. Oh, it just—it just like us in the wrestling community. No, like politicians actually caught on to it. And was like, oh shit, this guy made a rap about student debt, and he's a wrestler, and they started tweeting it out and like. It got out there, and it's like, good for Max Caster. And I know right? people are like, you hate Max Caster. I used to hate Max Caster until he became a better rapper. Okay? <laughs> now I like Max he, Caster. I hate-
1: he progressively got better, yeah. So
0: Yes. So, the match is Billy Gunn and his dad, and Mr. S is wrestling, and then Stokely Hathaway takes out the acclaim, and Colton nutshots his dad and hits the Colt 45. One, two, three. He beats his dad. And everybody's like, Yeah, I like it too. (laughs) So everybody's like, oh my god, what the hell? Then they start beating up the acclaim. This is what this is what fucks me up. They start beating up the acclaim. And then all of a sudden, the tag team champions, swerve and Keith Lee, come down to save them. And then they help up the acclaim. And I'm like, okay, what's happening here? They're, they're going to be friends of what the fuck is up here. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll, we get the answer later on in the night. <laughs> so then we get a backstage with Will Spray in the United Empire and the Death Triangle. And Will basically tells... Park, he was like, "Yo, you've been ducking me for twelve years. Like tonight, we're finally gonna cross paths." And it was like, "Oh, okay." Like, I wasn't like I wasn't angry at that, and I know people are gonna be like, "You said one thing," but like, as you can see, the beginning of the show plans have fucking changed a lot for All Out. So yeah, like I said, I'm gonna get into the like what changed with the Pock situation. Later, but like, yeah, it's like it's a lot changed. So then we have Brick Baker, DMD versus Kylan King. And Brick beats Kylan King, and then she starts talking shit about Tony. Jamie comes out to beat her up, and then who cut her comes out and she's like, No, I'm gonna fuck you up because I'm in that 4 way too. Woo! And they just go to the next thing. So the next thing is Keith Lee and Swerve and the Acclaim. And they talk to the Acclaim and say, hey, you two get a taxi title shot. What? Why? We just got our asses beat. Well, you two are number one contenders. No, we're not. Well, we're making you number one contenders. So at All Out, it's going to be us against you guys. Because everybody loves the Acclaim. Like, yeah, but you guys don't deserve a tech. What, what? I was like, when this happened, I was confused.
1: I'm assuming their record went up because like dark and elevation and all that. But otherwise, they got their ass beat. Like, if anything, this should be a fucking three-way.
0: But, cause... Is, mm-hmm. The rankings, the rankings, the number one team is still mm-hmm. FTR. It's still the number one team, so them getting a title shot before FTR is like okay, whatever. That's different. Okay, that's weird as shit. Yeah. So then we get the unification title match,
1: which wasn't the main event, by the way.
0: <laughs> yes, it was in the middle of the show. Now, I'm not even going to get into this. Like, get into this right now. I'm gonna give you the floor for a second I want to hear your honest (laughs) thoughts I want to hear your honest thoughts about Mm -hmm. this match from top to bottom what's your honest thoughts and then I'm going to pick apart and tell you what what's going on with this match I want to hear your honest thoughts about this match what did you think about this match
1: I honestly liked it like it's weird because it was so short and we'll get into that but like I, I liked it You know, like, it kind of worked, to me, was in the same vein of that one short-ass match between Goldberg and Brock Lesnar, where there's Mm -hmm. a story behind it, you know what I mean? But mind you, this is before I, like, really knew any of the backstage, like, stuff and whatnot. You know, so I'm going by my original, like, thought with that. You know, like, so I liked it.
0: Okay. Yeah. I literally was so baffled and it's not by the outcome Mm -hmm. it's about the ladder of what's going on and this confused me so crazy because the match is this so the match starts it's moxley and punk they get in like a few hits punk goes for a roundhouse head kick and mind you this is a roundhouse head kick i'm saying it right because bobby fish went into like a 13 tweet tirade about people calling it wrong and them and the person using it wrong and everything that was wrong with that situation. Bobby Fish gave zero fucks. Like I'm not even joking. Like Bobby Fish gave zero fucks and was talking shit. But it was fucking it was fucking hilarious. Wow. But Punk hits him with the kick. Here's the thing. Punk hits him with a kick with his right foot. Punk's left foot is the one that's fucked up. Punk hits him with the right foot, goes down, immediately starts grabbing the left foot. And everybody's like, oh, it's because he kicked him. That's what happened. Dude, his fucking left foot was the foot that was planted on the floor. And he's grabbing his foot, and he's like, oh, my God. Moxley went into immediate attack mode and just started beating the living fuck out of CM Punk. Grabbed him, hit him with two elevated death riders. One, two, three. Moxley is the champion. And it's like, what the fuck just happened? What the (laughs) fuck just happened? Five minutes
1: or so? Two minutes.
0: No, two minutes and 30 seconds. The match was two minutes and 36 seconds. (laughs) That's how long the match was. Shit. (laughs) So the thing that fucking cracked me up about this the thing that cracked me up about this whole entire thing was what CM Punk said earlier in the night. He said this off of Twitter because everybody had said, yo, you're an asshole because of everything that happened last week. Punk goes, this is my locker room. Everything's fine in my locker room. He's And he was like, this locker room is great. Everybody loves me. We're all connected and we're all a family. You got... And it was like... And you know how, like, when people say stuff, you know it's damage control. And mm-hmm. him saying all this stuff was like, that was damage control from the way people think and say shit about you. That's damage control. And it's like, what the fuck? And like, this match was so quick. The crazy part about this match here's here's what the shit that pisses me off and confuses me. They're gonna have a rematch at all out. Oh shit! This is this is literally penciled in for them to have a match at all out. I have no fucking clue why they did it that way. It's literally nine days later. No person can heal up fully and physically to get into another match in nine days. I don't understand. As of right now, and I know people are like, "Well, it, they're probably gonna change." It. As of right now, it's penciled in: Punk Moxley Two in Chicago. It's still the main event. It's penciled in. World title match. I don't understand the logic of this. And I know people are like, well, it makes sense because he's coming back in nine days. Nine fucking days after coming back from this long stint of the injury. Nine days. You're going to turn around in nine days after you got quote unquote injured again in Russell Moxley. Are you fucking kidding me?
1: Yeah, it makes
0: no fucking sense. This makes no sense. It makes zero sense. And everybody that is like, oh, my God, we're commending if they do this match again. It makes no sense. It literally makes no fucking sense. And there's no way anybody can spin this and go, oh, it makes perfect sense because it's in Chicago and he's going to win in his hometown. It makes zero fucking sense. Somebody got injured nine days before coming back from injury, re-injured themselves nine days before and got beat up in two minutes and 36 seconds decides to have a rematch at the fucking pay-per-view nine days later. It makes no fucking sense. It makes no sense. And for anybody who's like dick riding and saying, oh, it makes total sense, it makes total sense, it's not. Shut the fuck up. You're being a dick rider. This is insane.
1: Now, if he loses, logically, that would be a thing to go with, but you know, they probably would have never for him winning.
0: That's the whole thing. That is the whole problem. There's no way he should actually win this. And people yeah. are like, oh, it's because he came back too fast. It's nine days later. You don't fucking just magically fucking change into this fucking drastic new human in nine days. Exactly. That's impossible. Like, that is fucking impossible. Like, no one can in nine days just go to, oh, I'm fully healed. I could wrestle this great match. It's fucking impossible. Oh, like, you can't spin this narrative of, oh, he's wrestling off adrenaline. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, nothing about this makes sense. Like, <laughs> if they wanted to do this match again, they should have did it some other way. Like, Punk could have got knocked out of some dumb shit. And then they'd be like, oh, then we're just going to do the rematch. Him faking this injury of an actual injury that he just had and now Oh, all of a sudden, I'm magically healed. I'm going to wrestle again in nine days. It is like what? Like this? Do, like this doesn't equate? Like this? It doesn't compute. And for people who are like, no, it computes. It computes. It doesn't. Like this is literally the time where people are like Vince McMahon. Logically, it's like it doesn't work. Like you, you know, this is wrong, but you're still going to go along with it because it's the right thing, quote unquote, to do. Like. No, it doesn't make sense. It's just stupid. Hopefully, hopefully next week they just go, oh, we have a whole new challenger for Moxley. And like, I'm going to say who I thought the challenger was, but I'm just gonna we're just gonna move past that when we get to it. But it's like, what the (laughs) fuck? So, yeah, but like the punk thing supposedly happened, but we're gonna get back to the show. All right. So then we get Christian saying, Jungle Boy, I'm going to beat your ass at all out. And we're like, okay. He The funny part was like, he didn't even really cut a good promo. And it was like, no, I'm going to beat your ass at all out. So then we get Ricky starts. Ricky comes out and Ricky just starts going. Ricky is like, yo, Hobbs, you were my best. Best friend, you were my homie, you were my rida god When I got injured, the person only person that would call me every day was you. You came and visited me in the hospital. You came, you came to my house. You were like my best friend. And he went like he went into this deep ass promo about him and Hobbs And he's like, You want your 10 seconds of fame? Good. At all out, it's gonna be me and you. And like at the end of the promo, I'm like, that was a great promo for him. I agree. I- That was so...
1: Best promo to date.
0: Yeah, so it's like, yo, he's like, he's really fucking good on the mic. And I like, I really really love Ricky Starks, but that was like, so good. Evolved. Yes. So then we get a Moxley promo. And Moxley is in his feelings. Moxley's like, yeah, so so and so and so and so and this and that. And he just kept saying, your time is up and my time is now. And I'm like, is John Cena going to wrestle boxing? (laughs) That's all I kept thinking in my head. I'm like, is John Cena going to wrestle boxing? Like, is that going to be the challenger? What the fuck is happening?
1: Yo, if that happens, I'm done. (laughs)
0: Like, I swear to God, that's how I felt. was like,
1: is it going to be that? Because, you know, he's still a good big guy, so that's like the ultimate forbidden door, I would think.
0: (laughs) Yes, and like not only that because like Vince had a birthday party and John was there, Pat McAfee was there, Brock Lesnar was there and that, that was a thing. Awesome. So then we get to the AEW main event and it's the Death Triangle versus the United Empire. Once again, I'm gonna turn it to you. I wanna know, how do you feel about this? How did you like this?
1: I honestly liked it. Like, a lot of people, like, shit on all. Whatever, obviously, obviously, I'm open are, Like, really fucking good. Like, a, my opinion, really underrated tag team, whatever, for how good they are. They should, They deserve a lot more. And of course, they're triangle. Like, they're the shit in fucking A. So it, it was good.
0: Yes.
1: And, like, I was kind of cut off guard with the end. We'll get into it, but yeah.
0: Go ahead. Yes, so Will Ospreay, over, I will say, over the last month, have had some of the greatest matches of his career. And yeah. I'm going to get into why this is a big deal. He's had some of the greatest matches of his career. Like, Will Ospreay has been so fucking good. And he is a fucking idiot, a fucking human knob. Yes, that's true. That's true. In the ring, he's fucking great. He's fucking great. So they're having this match. This match is fucking going. It's going. It's fucking awesome. And they do the bushy Osprey spot. And (laughs) I, once again, just look at the internet and see how many people are disconnected from this. He does the spot and everybody loses their shit and everybody on the internet goes, oh my God, oh my God. And everybody else that knows and watches this is like, oh my God, why the fuck does he keep doing this? Because by now, this is like fucking year five of him doing this thing and everybody that has seen him do this thing has literally just been like, "This guy needs to fucking stop. This shit is fucking irritating. This shit is fucking irritating. Like it's a spot. Like this is the spot. And the first person to do this that I remember wasn't even Osprey. It was Ibushi and Ricochet. Ibushi did it to Ricochet. I was, Ricochet.
1: That I was about to ask you
0: that. Thank you. Yes, it was Ricochet first. Ricochet did the flip, like, cause fucking abushi had Ricochet on the top rope, did the fucking Poison runner, and Ricochet winded up on his feet and walked it off. And the only reason the Will Ospreay one was better was because of the camera. Because the camera caught Osprey after he stood up, and they also caught Ibushi's face like, he's not standing up, is he? And it just was one of the coolest fucking shots. And Osprey. Would never stop doing that, and to this day he still fucking does that. <laughs> so that is why it's a fucking problem because it's like it was something that was supposed to be like a one off, and then they did it a second time, and everybody was like, "Oh, okay," like we kind of like we're okay with the, the the two off, and then he just keeps doing it. It's just like his thing, like especially with a, like a high flying opponent that does poison minus. It's like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the stand up and walk away spot. And it's to the point where like everybody who's seen it for years is just like, okay, can you stop? Like, oh my god, like please stop. Like this shit is fucking annoying. Like, we've seen this a million times. Please fucking stop. And it's like, no. And then like everybody here is like, oh my god, this was so great. And it's like, fam, like, I like I really want to smack half of you and be like, yo, you were there when he did the first one. Like and it's so funny that like there was a bunch of people. There's literally one dude that was in the fucking thread going, "Oh my god, I've never seen that." Somebody pointed out was like, "Yo, he did this against Ibushi," and the guy went, "Oh shit, I totally forgot that." And it's like, you, see, like you fuckers were there. Like, what do you mean? Like this is so idiotic. But it, like, it I was a like memory. Yeah, it was a good match nonetheless, but whatever. Yeah. So, towards the end of the match, like, I didn't notice because commentators said this. They said, oh, that's Kip Sabian, because, like, Pac was on the outside. They were like, that's Kip Sabian. Like, Kip Sabian keeps fucking with Pac. He's been fucking with him this whole time. So, like, yeah, I can understand why Pac would want to fuck him up. And it's like, Wait, we've never seen any of this, and they like no, it's been on dark and elevation and other places. It's like, see, okay. this, is, this is yeah, like, this is why like things need to be more put together. So, Kip Sabian did a Joker, and I don't know people are like, What he did a Joker because when Pop took off the box, it was a dude tied up with his mouth tape, and like, mm, he's like, What the? fuck? And then Kip Sabian came behind Pac and beat the shit out of him. So also that was a plan changing because now it's going to be Pac versus Kip Sabian when it was gonna be Pac versus Osprey. Yes. So Osprey and Ivy open won the match. They beat Death Triangle because it was a three on two. So that was it. Now here's where I'm angry. Here's where I'm totally fucking angry. Because the two most annoying people in the fucking wrestling universe went head to head on the mic. And because of people's like disdain and true hatred for Osprey, which is totally justified, they were like, Kenny won this on mic battle. People were like, oh, Kenny ate his ass up. Kenny tore him the fuck up. And me being a New Japan truest and like a person who looks at facts over f- facts over fiction is like, no, we have to look at what was said and analyze it and fucking see who actually fucking won. Yeah. Because they fucking stood like after fucking AEW went off, Kenny and the Bucks came down and Kenny just started going that Will Osprey was like, yeah, what I left, I left you the keys to the kingdom. You couldn't do shit. He's like, you wrestled Okada. I beat Okada. And it's like, okay, that's fact number one. Ospreay beat Okada also. And then he's like, I've had more better matches than you. Also wrong. Ospreay has more five stars than Kenny Omega from Dave Meltzer himself. And then fucking Kenny Omega, this was the one that fucking pissed me off the most. Kenny Omega goes, when I wrestled, in the G1 finals, it was sold out when you wrestled, you wrestled in front of six thousand people. And Will Osprey literally said the same thing. Like he didn't have a mic, but he said the same thing. I said, It's a fucking pandemic, you idiot. You can't <laughs> like you can't call these two the same thing. Like he's wrestling in a fucking pandemic versus you wrestling when they could have full crowds. Like people weren't allowed in this fucking building. And I hate when people be like well, it's only just a little bit of crowd because it's still a fucking pandemic in Japan. Like Jesus Christ, like I don't understand how people don't understand that a whole different country has a whole different set of rules than what the fuck you think. It was so irri- like it was so irritating, and Kenny just kept saying all of this shit that was if you look at the facts, Osprey was better than him, and like yeah. no. And then he said something that, like, literally is the only reason he got away with everything he fucking said. The only fucking reason. Kenny goes, you're having matches that nobody is seeing. And it's like, ding, 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 Your fucking crowd, everybody in AEW just, just go, ooh, ah, uh, is cheering because they haven't watched Osprey because they all fucking left to hang with your ass. That's exactly true. Like, Ospreay literally has, he winded up being better than Kenny in G1. The fact there was actual factual proof of the G1 stats in the five star facts from New Japan. And after this fucking match with Okada, fucking Will Ospreay has now surpassed Kenny as the best foreign wrestler in New Japan. So Kenny cannot say, I'm better than you at this and that. Facts over fiction, baby. Like, no matter what you say, facts over fiction. Even though I I don't fucking like Osprey at all, facts over fiction. You can't sit there and yell about all of this cool shit that you've done that you say that Osprey hasn't done. Facts over fiction. He's beat you in every statistical category. You cannot sit there and yell about, oh my God, I'm this cool, I'm this... Facts over fiction, baby. You can't say shit. Yeah. And I totally like I'm totally pissed that I have to defend Will Ospreay in this situation. But I'm riding with New Japan because like it's literally facts over fiction. You cannot sit there and yell about all of this stuff and people are cheering. And it got so heated, like he was saying so much shit that fucking Osprey, the Osprey really wanted to go at him and Avi open had to hold them back and it's like okay okay but next week it's gonna be the elite versus the fucking United Empire and we'll see what happens we already know that it's gonna be fucking elite beating United Empire there's no way United Empire is getting a win here there's nah. no way. I laugh though <laughs> but I doubt it I would too but like it's like it's a hundred percent elite getting the win. So yeah, that's that's how that worked. But holy shit, I'm fucking the two most annoying people going head to head. <laughs> that that made me go, what the fuck? I I hated that, like, I, I hated that. But like, I I don't I don't care who wins. I don't care who wins, even though the elite gonna win. But I I don't care. It's gonna be a good match. It's all also leading up to the Kenny versus Osprey match because they've been tweeting for months about each other so yeah
1: and they're going to have a one-on-one
0: actually yeah and it might be in New Japan and I'm I'm pretty sure Kenny's going to try to fight to make sure it's in AEW so people will see it but yeah whatever
1: I'd rather it be in
0: New Japan I do too but like it'll wind up be in AEW but okay So, that was AEW. The most controversial field show on wrestling. (laughs) So, Raw kicks off with a fight. Like, I've loved every week that they just start off with something completely batshit random. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, how do we get here? Just started. And it's fucking Osprey. I mean, not Osprey. It's Riddle and Seth Rollins. Just go it at it. And I know people that are like, yeah, what made you say Osprey?" I mean, you you know that it's like one person in this thing connected to Osprey that will, you know, eventually if things keep going the same way they're going, the trajectory will Y-axis and X-axis will cross. But, you know, not even going to go there. But, yeah, Seth Rollins and fucking... Riddle of just like beating each other's ass for like five minutes, and they had to separate them. It was like, God damn, this is actually crazy. They didn't even start off the pyro for the fucking show. That's what was crazy. They did it later on, right? Am I mistaken? Yeah, they did it like five. They did it like five minutes later, right before Trish Stratus comes out in her hometown of Toronto. And I've said this before, and I'm going to say this again, and I will say this for. Ever, mm-hmm. I don't know how Trish Stratus ages backwards. She ages backwards. <laughs> I don't know how.
1: Like, it's fucking crazy. Like for like you, back in the attitude era or whatever,
0: and she fucking debuted. <laughs> yeah, she 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 ages ages backwards, and it's insane. <clears throat> so Bailey comes out with damage control. And they're having a face-to-face with Trish. And it basically kind of kind of started to like hint at oh it's gonna be Bailey versus Trish. And like it kind of just kept hinting at this, and it's like, hmm. Cause like now is now it's once again another setup of Trish versus one of the horsewomen because she already fought Charlotte and now she's hitting at facing Bailey, but she also wants to face Sasha. And it's like it's just like I have no idea like what's gonna happen. And Trish even mentioned that she would like one more match. So it's like hmm. Against who? So yeah.
1: What am I? We'll,
0: We'll see. So Bailey's like, yo, you're outnumbered. So then Bianca came out, and was like, no, I got her back. And then Alexa and Asuka came out, and she was and Trish was like, well, it seems like we're four against three, so you're outnumbered. Ha! Shit! It <laughs> seems like shit. So they wound up going to the tag match, which was Alexa Bliss and Asuka versus Io and Dakota Kai. And this match was awesome. Yes. And there was a spot in there. There was a spot in there that, like, when I seen the spot, I didn't know that this was a spot until somebody pointed it out, because this was on a Sendai Girls match, and it was like, ha-ha, years later, revenge! And I was like, that wasn't, oh my god, that was revenge, because Kana, which was Asuka, was in a tag match with Io Shirai years ago. And Io completely, completely, I don't mean a little bit, completely botched her moves. Like she missed the complete drop kick, and she missed the kick to Asuka. So mm. here, that same spot, exactly... And Eo hit the dropkick kick and kicked Asuka. so she got her revenge. Years later, all of these years later, Eo finally gets her revenge on Kana.
1: Kana eventually comes
0: free. <laughs> yes. So Eo and Dakota Kai get the win. But here's the thing: Lexi and Oscar are going to be in a fatal four-way second chance on Friday Night SmackDown. And I know people are like, wait, what the fuck? Yes, because Gigi Dolan got a concussion in her tag team match last week. So Gigi Dolan is now out, and we have to do a fucking second-time title match. So, yeah. (laughs) So everybody that lost gets a second shot. And here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Even though that happens on Friday, they're still going to have to face Raquel and Aaliyah because on Monday, next Monday, is the finals of the tournament. So that's the thing. Mm. Okay. <laughs> yes. So then we get Dov Ziegler and Finn Balor and Finn starts talking shit. To Dolph Ziggler. And Dolph punches him in the mouth and says, See you out there, bitch. And I was like, okay, this backstage shit is getting better and better. Cause like this isn't some like random vent shit. This is actually like a little bit more dynamic and it makes you go, hmm, like this is actually cool. Does not feel as like kitty? Yeah, it's like it's it's more like meant for like Story and like art, Mm -hmm. and it's like this is good, like this is good. So then we get the match, Dolph versus Finn, which was another fucking banger. Which was like, first off, like you know that it's coming, you're like, oh yeah, this is gonna be all right. No, it's another banger, it was another banger. (laughs) And Finn picked up the win on Dolph Ziegler, which I I mean. it's nothing against Finn picking up the win, but it's like, well, Duff did get that win against Chad Gable like three weeks ago, well, two weeks ago. So, I mean, it is like, yeah, mean, it is. It is what it is. So then we get Aaliyah, who is from Toronto, because they were in Toronto, and she's backstage, and she's getting interviewed, and damage control shows up. And so they're trying to punk out Aaliyah. And then Trish comes up and was like, Yo, Bailey, how's your knee? Bailey was like, It's fine. Well, when are you getting back in the ring? And she's like, well, well, um, uh, uh, and she's like, How about tonight against Aaliyah? So Bailey has her first return match later on against Aaliyah.
1: Part of me didn't think that was going to happen. <laughs>
0: Um, uh, I'm glad it did. So yeah. as this is happening, damage control is leaving, and as they're leaving, they see Adam Pierce, and Adam Pierce has a picture of fucking, Dexter Loomis, and it's like this guy has to get arrested. So they're trying to arrest Dexter Loomis, and they're setting that up for later on. It's like, okay, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that works. It never does. It, it it never does. So then we get Chad Gable versus Kevin Owens. Who is from also Kanata. So Kevin versus Chad Gable. This match. Okay, once again. Another banger. And by the way, Kevin Owens is back to prize fight Kevin Owens. Like he's fully back to prize fight, which... The shirt, the fucking pants, the fucking entrance. He's back to being that Kevin Owens. Not just regular, happy, jokey Kevin Owens. He's back to pride fight Kevin Owens. So, yeah. He beats up Chad Gable. And then fucking Otis gets to the ring. And you're like, oh, shit. Otis is going to fuck him up. He fucks Otis up and, like, stands tall at the end. Even though he hurt his leg. He still stands tall at the end, beating two guys up. That's fucking crazy. Me. Yes. So here's, here's the thing about Kevin Owens, which is an outside thing, which makes me what fucking pops me. So Kevin Owens is doing the fucking Canada loop, and he's his driving partner is fucking R Truth. And you're like, wait, those two don't get a they shouldn't get along, right? They're he- in the car. Fucking nothing but pure comedy because the two of them are—they're so similar and it's fucking hilarious. It's like, oh my god, oh my god, like they're good friends and it's just so hilarious. I—I I, I, I love their friendship. <laughs> so
1: on paper, it seemed like they didn't like get along.
0: Yeah, it seemed like they're too like different, but like they're—they're they're exactly like, yeah. So, so people like I saw like one or two people complain about this was like, "Oh, Aaliyah versus Bailey. Aaliyah's from Canada, and Aaliyah, so she got in the ring, she started crying because this is the first time she gets to wrestle in front of her hometown, and she's on Monday Night Raw. So this is like a big deal kind of for her. So uh, she's wrestling against Bailey, and people are like, she should have won because she's in her hometown. It's like." No, this is Bailey's first match back. Bailey should win, and Bailey did win. I was like, okay.
1: Certain priorities are like more important than than others. Like I get both points, but yeah, I agree. Bailey should have
0: won. Yeah, it was like because I heard a couple people going, "Yeah, like no, like Alicia won because she's in her hometown," and it's like no, like everybody else was like, no, it makes sense for her to lose. Like, the fuck? Like, why would you think that she should win against Bailey returning in her first match back? Bailey's in a bigger storyline than Aaliyah. Like, everything about this was like, no, Bailey has to win. Like, Aaliyah shouldn't win. Bailey has to win. That's perfectly fine.
1: Like, if she was facing anybody else, like, then you could give her the win. But, yes. No.
0: So then we have a tag team match. AJ Styles. And Bob Lash versus Chapa and Miz. So it's also really good match. And I know people are like, okay, guys, enough of the WWE dig ride. And, like, every match can't be a good match. These, these are way better matches than they were before. Like, it, it's, it's, it's better. It's better quality. Sorry.
1: It's actually surprising how good they like, shit is lately.
0: Yes. So you're having you know,
1: a. I want to hear a bitch all the time about raw. So, like
0: yes, yeah. <laughs> so the tag team match is going, and right towards the end, AJ Styles is on the outside, and he's about to get attacked by some guy with a mask. The mask comes off, and dude looks exactly like Gino fucking Medina, and it's like. <laughs> okay what but on the other side of the ramp Miz gets kidnapped by Dexter fucking Loomis so it's like what the fuck like that was a total distraction and mid, like I don't mean he just got like moved out of the way Miz got fucking kidnapped drugged through the fucking arena you didn't see Miz again and it's like the fuck like nobody's gonna You're say anything out. about Miz he
1: was dressed up like one of like a SWAT team people and whatever. That's why the cop thing never fucking works.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it was like, what the fuck? Like nobody's gonna say anything about Miz and Chopper just was like in the ring and got fucked up by Bob Lash and AJ Styles, and it's like, what the fuck? Like that? That's it? That, that's it? That's it? Like what the fuck? Like nothing else? Like no? Nah, he just he just kidnapped. He's just gone now. What the fuck? <laughs> so. Then we get something that a lot of people didn't think was going to happen or know that was going to happen. We knew. I don't even know if we covered it on this podcast. We probably did. Because last Friday, we get a Spider-Man thing with Aunt May talking about the world needs heroes from Jonathan Anthony Wrestling Gargano. And it's like... Hmm. I think you hinted at it. Yeah, and it's like, hmm, like, why would you, why would you tweet that? And, like, people would like, a lot of people, it's funny, because, like, a lot of people just totally was just, like, it. like, yeah, whatever. It's like, no he he tweeted that for a reason like the world needs heroes like come on guys like what the fuck and like he left it there and just moved on and nobody thought anything about it no one was like oh shit like that's a thing no one thought anything about it so we come back from commercial break and they're just panning through the arena and then you just hear the claps and then rebel heart comes on and you're like Oh, this is where he's showing up. Johnny shows up to Monday Night Raw in Toronto, gets the biggest fucking reaction that I've ever seen anybody get that, like, nobody quote unquote knows because people are like, oh, like, nobody's gonna know Johnny Gargano. Yeah, like, if they didn't, why the fuck did his pop go off? So, like, everybody was cheering, like, oh my God, Gargano's here. And it's like, oh, okay. I even popped and I knew he was coming
1: eventually. Only reason yes. I popped, though, that I didn't think he was showing up in Toronto. I know he was showing up eventually. Though.
0: I knew he was showing up this week. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of controversy surrounding this, but like from different sides. So mm-hmm. people are like, oh, WWE debuted him here because AEW was going to be in Cleveland and they didn't want anybody to think Gargano was going to be like showing up with AEW. Okay, so here's the problem. Like here's the big problem for that. Gargano was never going to AEW. And I know people are like, well, maybe there was a chance. No, there was never going to happen because there are multiple people that work in AEW was like, yo, we should sign Gargano. We should sign Gargano. We should sign Gargano. And Tony was like, no. But why? I I just had this feeling. Like Tony literally said, I just have this feeling. No, it's not going to work out. And left it at that. And people literally were trying to get him. Everybody else that works over there was like, nah, Gargano's going back to WWE. So like, we're not even going to try to sign him. Because like, there were people in there was like, yo, we should sign him. We should sign him. Like, he's free. He's free. The people who knew were like, no, nah, we're not because he's going back to WWE. Because he's a free agent. It was like, yeah, like, no, he's going to go back to WWE. And so immediately once... Johnny showed up on fucking WWE, it immediately went to, oh, I'm glad WWE got him. I didn't want to watch Johnny kick out on AEW. Yeah, good. Like, I'm glad he's gone. And it's like, just like a, just like two weeks ago, everybody was just going, oh, Johnny Gargano should come to AEW and wrestle this one and that one and this one and that one. And it's like, all of a sudden, he show up in WWE. Yeah, he, he deserved to be over there. He does too many kickouts. Like, yeah, he's really bad. Like, what? Like, fickle. everybody would. Yeah, it's, it's insane. It's like, what is wrong with you, people? It's like. But it happens both ways. Like, as soon as a WWE person goes to AEW, oh, yeah, he was never good anyway. And the same thing mm-hmm. is like, it's like, why? Like, just be happy for the person. Like, just be fucking happy for him.
1: Wrestling fans so, in general could be fickle.
0: So. Yeah. And, like, the funny part about it is, like, you can see, like, not only was, like, it just a huge happiness for the fans. Like, you can see it in Johnny's face, like, especially if you, like, know Johnny. And, like, you see that face, you're like, oh, he's actually happy to be back. Like, he's happy to be here on Raw in this new system and be here. Mm -hmm. And it's like, he's happy. So... Then we get Austin Theory. And Austin Theory comes out and was like, Yeah, Johnny, like I used to be your sidekick. Now you can be my sidekick. And you could hold my money in a bank. And when I cash in, you can pass it to me. And he was like, for old time's sake, let's do the, the high five. And Johnny's like, we can do the high five? We, we, we can do it. And he's hyping it up. And like the whole time I'm like, he's gonna fuck you up. So Johnny <laughs> hypes up the high five. And Johnny just super kicks Austin right in the face. And then he's like, I I said I was going to do it. And for a brief second, Johnny grabs the briefcase and puts it down and walks out. And it immediately was like, oh, it's going to happen, isn't it? That's happening. Like, that's it. It's happening. Johnny's going to get the briefcase. I can see that. Yeah, like I just like everybody else and just want Johnny to get the briefcase because like it would take it off of Austin Theory because like it was a Vince decision to put it on Austin Theory. And I know people are like, well, Austin Theory's young, but Johnny Gargano is a new star, quote unquote, to the main roster. Him having the money in the bank would be good when he cashes in, it would be great, but, like, that would be another thing that would, like, undo most of the stuff Vince did, and Triple H's like, no, I'm gonna smooth it over and fix it here. Like, the only thing that I would, like, the only thing I would like if Austin Theory does it is, like, to just cash in on somebody fucking, like, Cody Rhodes and, like, screw everybody out of a happiness moment. Like, when that's I mean, the only thing.
1: If they don't do that, give the gargano.
0: Yeah. Because, like, this is... It's all coming together as Triple H's master plan of, like, great wrestling, good entertainment on Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. So, now it's time for the main event. That's my line. Oh. Oh. Okay. (laughs) So is Damien Priesto versus Edge. So Edge comes out, gets a huge pop in his hometown. Huge, 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 huge. And he's goes in the ring, all white, priests is all black, Beth Phoenix is ringside crying. Because, like, her husband's getting this huge ovation in his hometown, and he's wrestling, and it's just, like, great. And they have this match, and Edge busts out a fucking Canadian Destroyer. A Canadian, doing a Canadian Destroyer in Canada.
1: (laughs) How, How fucking crazy is that shit?
0: Dude, when he did that, I was like, wait, a Canadian doing a Canadian Destroyer in Canada? What? Like, that's impossible. The only thing
1: missing was the fact that if Damien Priest was actually Canadian, so it would be a Canadian doing a Canadian destroyer in Canada to another Canadian.
0: That would have been (laughs) so good. (laughs) Like, Edge winds up getting the win, but then he gets jumped by Finn and Rhea and Damien. So, as he's getting jumped, then Rhea is, like, beating him up. Well, who didn't see Beth Phoenix jumping over the fucking guardrail with a chair and scaring him off? And it's like, oh, okay. Now we add Beth Phoenix, which on this podcast months ago, I said that Beth was coming. So yeah, yeah, everything is lining up. Everything is going according to plan. So I don't know when this is going to be announced because like I want them to announce Finn versus Edge at Castle Over the Seas. I would like. I would love that. Yeah. But other people are like, no, they're gonna do a six person, and it's like, no, we've already seen the six person. No more six persons. Just do one on ones, and so we can get past the storyline. So yeah, I I want Finn to have his big match against. Edge,
1: it'll be all a banger. Like Damon versus Edge was pretty good too. So,
0: yeah, so that was the end of the show of yeah. Monday Night Raw, not the end of our show because we still have one more show to cover. Like, yeah, but I know everybody's like, wait, what the fuck? Like, you usually save Raw for last, but like only reason Raw went to where Raw was because Raw has a connection to NXT that we had to explain before we get to NXT. Uh Uh-huh. It's all a plan. So the show starts out with fucking Braun Breaker come out. And Braun's talking shit and he calls out Tyler Bate. And Tyler Bate comes out and Tyler Bate says, hey, Me and you, unite the titles, everything together. Worlds Collide. Okay. Now, I want to point this out to a lot of people who have said a lot of shit about Worlds Collide. Mm -hmm. Oh, they booked Worlds Collide the same day, it's all out. Oh, I see the Triple H movement. Well, thank Triple H because Triple H said, you know what, I'm gonna make Worlds Collide at four o'clock. So, 4 p.m., we're going to have Worlds Collide. So, by the time it's over, you'll be going right into All Out, so you can watch All Out the rest of the night. So, yeah, I'm not blocking anybody from having anything. You're getting everything where you can watch it all. Great. So, go ahead. Go off and call me a bad guy. And it's like, oh, shit. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. So, at 4 o'clock, Worlds Collide will be on. And then at 8 o'clock, All out will be on, so yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, you get to watch both of them, so it's not that it's not no big difference, dude. So, yeah, like everybody was like, Oh my god, they're gonna be at the same time. No, they're not, they're not, they're not. So, then we get the Gallus boys on top, so they come to the ring, and then we have broke money on their way to the ring. But Fallon Henley gets in and they they grab her like, no, come on, man. We got to go out here for this match. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, like, why? And you're like, why is Last Pleasant messing with her? But, you know, it's all connected with Pretty Deadly and they still hate Brooks and Jensen for beating them for the tag title. So, we have Gallus versus Brooklyn. They're going at it. They're going, and you're like, oh, shit, like, this is an okay match. Not going to say it's a good match. It was an okay match. Because at parts of the match are just like, okay, why don't you just finish the match? Just finish it right here. And then, Pretty Deadly comes out, beats the shit out of Broke Money. They wind up fighting to the back. The ref did not ring the bell for disqualification. It was a countout. So, Gallus is in the ring, the bell rings, count out, then the Kree brothers and Damian Kemp come in and beat this shit out of Gallus, and they just take Gallus out. And it's like, oh, oh, okay, first off, when Pretty Deadly started putting their hands on fucking broke money, that should have been a disqualification, not a (laughs) count out. Oh, okay. And it did, after the match, like, the tag team champs come out. So, okay. I already know how this is gonna go down, and like, if this doesn't go down this way, I'm gonna be even more pissed. Yeah, four way. Like, I we're gonna the same yeah, we're gonna have a four way for the tag titles, the unite the tag titles, and we're gonna to get into the more of the unite the tag tights. Because it's like, what the fuck? Like, this is something. Like, <laughs> we're gonna get to it in a second because this is. Like this is so as backwards. This is so as backwards. I hate this stuff shit. So then we get I said that Charlie Dempsey was gonna show up. So Charlie Dempsey is in this Chase U program, and Chase U is like, hey, we got a friend from the UK. He's gonna show you people how to do stuff. So Charlie Dempsey beats up like one person. Then He's like, come on, Bodie, get in the, get over here. And Charlie Dempsey starts to choke out Bodie. And, like, he's fucking Bodie up, and, and Chase like, hey, man, you don't do that. That's not how you're supposed to do it. And Charlie Dempsey is like, no, y'all need to learn how to wrestle. Like, fucking watch Billy Robinson and shit. He's like, uh, 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 okay. So that's going to lead to Charlie Dempsey versus Bodie Hayward, and probably Chase eventually. Yeah. So yeah, I see that I'm okay with that. So yeah. we have the Grayson Waller effect, and while he's standing there, fucking Wade Barrett and the other dude is standing there on the outside. So Grayson Waller walks over, steals other dude's mic, and just does his fucking promo. And it's like, dude, why did you steal his mic, you dick?
1: He was legit pissed. Mick Joseph was pissed.
0: Yes. <laughs> So Apollo is his guest on Grayson Waller effect. And Apollo comes out. And so Grayson just talks shit to Apollo the whole time. Then he winds up getting punched. And that ended this segment. Yeah, We, we go in the back and we get Gallus talking to Pretty Deadly. And they're like, yo, what the fuck, man? Like, why you fuck with our match? Fuck what do you mean? Like, we should be tag champs." Then I got shit to do with us. Shut up, and they just start arguing for no reason. So then we get Von Wagner, and Von Wagner's like, "I'm gonna beat up Tyler Bate tonight because he shouldn't come over here and think he's cool." Yeah, it's like, what? Like, what do you mean? Like, why are you this way? Yeah, because he thinks he's cool. Why? Like the fuck? Like it's just so weird. Von Wagner's weird. Not only his forehead, but, like, everything else about was weird. Ten head. Yes. So, then we get the debut of Javier Bernal, which is the guy who's been backstage fucking with Cameron Grimes, which I said he should beat his ass. And so, here's the thing. They're introducing Javier, and they're also introducing the security guard, who's also going to be a wrestler. Here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. If you see the writing on the walls, it's like they're introducing new characters, which means old characters are going to get moved out. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, kind, no, kind of freshening up some stuff. So, Cameron Grimes comes out for this match, but the schism is standing in the skybox, or the eagle's nest, as it will. And they're up there and Cameron Grimes is Russell's match against Javier. Cameron gets the win, but he keeps his eye on Schism. Schism keeps his eye on Javier. And you're like, okay, what the fuck? Like, alright. So then we get Indy Hartwell. Indy Hartwell gets the Russell. Blair Davenport. And this everything after this was good. So Blair beats Indy. Indy takes this loss, and she's sitting there and she's sad. She's like, "Yo, what the fuck, man? Like, I keep losing. I lose everything. I keep losing." Well, well, not that didn't happen because, like, we first we get Blair Davenport, and she's talking about how she's the number one contender. I forgot, like, this happened in between. Here's the funny part. Here's the real funny part. Congratulations on this one. Congratulations WWE NXT UK. Because Blair Davenport goes, I'm the number one contender so I should be going for the title. Here's the problem. Literally on NXT fucking UK, they said next week we're going to have a four-way to determine the number one contender for the Women's Championship (laughs) with Blair Davenport and a bunch of other people. And I'm like, dude. Blair Davenport just said that she... Oh, my God. how You guys don't fucking coordinate. That show is dead. That show is literally dead. They're still in the fucking world title tournament also. It's dead. <laughs> it is fucking dead. So Mandy Rose comes out. And Mandy Rose is like, yeah, no, I'll challenge you, honey. And she's standing there. And all of a sudden, I knew this was happening. miko Satomura shows up. So Mikko Santamore says, No, I'm the champion. You have to beat me. So it's a three way now Blair versus Mikko versus Monday. And it's like, Okay. So then we get Tiffany Stratton. Tiffany Stratton. You missed uh, the indie thing. No, no, I didn't miss it. I didn't miss it. Tiffany is darker. Tiffany has (laughs) braids. Tiffany is. Well, uh, uh, yeah, Tiffany is not basic Barty. So then we mm-hmm. get back, another backstage thing with Legato del Fantasma and Santos, I mean, not Santos, but what is his name? Um Tony D'Angelo. You yeah. So it's like, okay, wh- where is that going? So I was talking about Indy. I didn't know she was on the floor the whole time. All of this is going on. Indy's on the floor this whole time. This whole entire time. And then she gets back up, and she's sad about what's going on. And she's like, yo, what the fuck? Like, my life is in shambles. And then all of a sudden, the crowd erupts. you like, what the fuck? And it's Dexter Lumas. And Dexter is here for his honey. He grabs her. He picks her up. They kiss in the middle of the ring. And Dexter's like, come on. We're going. And he grabs her, and they walk off. So, then we get to the back. We get this Jordan Devlin promo. This is what fucked me up about this. J.D. McDonough. J.D. McDonough. Promo. This fucks me up, because he's doing this promo. You're like, what the fuck? Like, okay. It's just a promo. Then you see him turn the camera, and he's actually hanging upside down. And That was weird. (laughs) Yes. And apparently, Wes Lee is going to wind up challenging him to a match, eventually. And we see... TikTok toxic tag team and they're like yo you guys need to challenge somebody eventually All right. so then we get back to Dexter Loomis and Indy and Dexter leaves and he says I'll be waiting for you which means she'll be coming to Raw eventually and Dexter leaves and he gets arrested and it's funny because like the only thing he wanted to do before he got arrested was go see his wife that's sweet
1: Yeah, they're they're canonically still married,
0: right? Yes, they're canonically still married and Index is still the thing. And the way he said it was like, we're going to eventually be back together eventually. He said, I
1: love you forever or something like
0: that. Yeah, so they said, I'll see you soon. So, Cora Jade cuts a promo and she basically shits on all of the fucking little incels that are so upset that she's with Braun Breaker and she just shits the- and she doesn't say Bron's name. She doesn't say anything about her being in a relationship. She just says that you should go and get out of your basement and stop fucking your fucking sex pillows. And it's like, oh my God, she really did just cut a promo on fucking incels and talk shit about fucking Roxanne and the whole process. And it's like, like, I say this every week, like, every time she grabs a mic or is in that ring, she fucking just goes star to me. She screams fucking star. Like, she's going to be here for years. She's a fucking star. It's like you so, said,
1: Rox- and, um, Roxanne are going to be, like, the new horse women eventually.
0: Yes. Like they
1: had that impact.
0: Yes. So we get Legado del Fantasma versus... The dyad. And so throughout the match, Tony D'Angelo keeps yelling at fucking Legato del Fantasma, was like, yo, stop doing the flippy shit. Wrestle, wrestle. Nobody wants to see the flippy shit. Stop it. And he keeps yelling at them to the point where, like, they're winning with the flippy shit. And he keeps yelling at them to stop. And he distracts them and they wind up getting the loss. So he's yelling at them how dumb they are. And it's like, what the fuck? So the schism dyad went. So let me see Javier Bartel. And he's talking to this beautiful woman. And the security guard shows up again and says, yo, stop talking to people like that. You might kick your ass eventually. That's how the security guard sounds. I'm not making this shit up. I make that shit up. <laughs> this is weird. Like, so like, yeah, like, I'm glad that they're like implementing new stars and they're going to start taking the old ones out. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah. And what I mean by taking the old ones out is Legado, that photographer, is pissed off. And they're in the parking lot. Bad things happen in the parking lot. A car pulls up. Window rolls down. You didn't think I was going to forget you guys. Come on. It's Santos Escobar. Rolls down the fucking window. Tells Legato to get in. And they all get in. He's like, all right, we're leaving. And they're on their way to, who knows? Who knows?
1: He does not believe in fucking stipulations.
0: (laughs) I don't believe in them either. Here's the funny (laughs) part, right? Okay. So all of the good stuff that keeps happening on Raw, and, like, they're getting loaded with, like, new talent, new talent, new talent, new talent, new talent. Mm-hmm. When I took Legado del Fantasma to the fucking SmackDown. I see that. Like, it's the perfect place for them to go. Mm-hmm. So then we get Von Wagner versus Tyler Bate. And this is the best I've seen Von Wagner look in a match. And I guess it's because Tyler Bate carried, but this is the best Von Wagner has looked. And so after that, we get Broke Money backstage talking shit to the Creed brothers and like, yo, eventually it's going to have to be one set of tag champions. Yeah. I'm like, okay. And <laughs> 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 like, like, they company? told, I know. And then they told Roddy to shut up too. So like everybody has caught on to Roddy being a bullshitter. Like, I wonder how they end him. Like, how they get rid of him, finally.
1: He's going to have another group. Yeah. I-, I see that. Like, I'm surprised there wasn't Gallus that did.
0: Who's to say it's still not Gallus? That is true. Because that could have been his worst. So, then we get to the main event, which is a lights-out match. And Tiffany Stratton comes to the ring. And then Wendy Chu comes out in a bed. And then she stands up with her PJs and takes them off. Now, I'm just saying, because she said this. She said, she took a picture of her with Wendy's and said, this is why I'm so thick. Just just, just saying. That's what she said. I'm not... I'm not doing yeah, the this. The <laughs> so, so, they have this mess, which is a fucking... Lights out match. It was dark in the arena, but this was a fucking hardcore anything goes match. Mm-hmm. I really wish they would have just regularly just had the lights on and then like they would have fought. Like they did some cool stuff and Wendy Chu brought out the Lego. She was supposed to get power slammed on it and Tiffany missed it by miles. So she was like, yo, fuck, I gotta do it again. So she picked her up and slammed her again. On it Wendy she took the bed and tried to hit Tiffany Stratton which came into play later because Tiffany Stratton went through the bed which was kind of like a table and it was a really good match yeah. I I was surprised that fucking who won
1: um 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 Wendy
0: okay so yeah Wendy won yeah and that was like the match was like the match was good it was surprising cuz like they did a lot of fucking different spots that you were like oh shit i didn't see that coming with um, different other, weapons I,
1: mean, I didn't think it was, was going to be good but it actually was i agree with you 100% it was it was good
0: yeah so then at the end of the match it's over but we get the first time ever double <laughs> contract signing for unification We get Mandy, Blair, and Mikko Satamura signing a contract. Then we get Tyler Bate and Bronson Breaker. And I'm not joking. They're all sitting at a table. All five of them sitting at a table at the same time signing these contracts. And they all signed the contract. So now everything is official for World of Warcraft.
1: And for the first time ever, no fuckery. Like, they just signed it and that was it. I think this is the first time in any company.
0: I I think so. And the funny part is, like, once again, it's literally nine days until this fucking show. Yeah. So, like, they have no time to just be like, oh, yeah, cool. It's like, no, we have to go right to it. Everybody has to sign contracts, get into it. It has to happen. Yes. So, yeah, like, that was the show, which was fucking loaded with stuff yes and we will be back a regularly scheduled time with another hopefully not as loaded second episode it probably will be because there's a lot of spoiler stuff that's going to happen but yeah <laughs> yeah so we'll be back uh, anything to say
1: good night good fight